Welcome. This is what happened previously on Modular. Bradley and Inverna fought off crocodiles and quicksand to make it to the lizard folk camp. There they met Snapjaw and his tribe, and learned they planned to leave their human prisoners for rot troll food. This wasn't out of cruelty, though, but out of self-preservation. After the encampment was ambushed by two rot trolls, Bradley solved their problem for them, but not without seeing their chieftain Snapjaw perish. Bradley managed to save the Leylon guards and broker a new alliance with their lizard folk. But more ills wait around the corner for Leylon. Sometimes I like to be introspective. Oh, okay. I'm just thinking I don't about... Really, I don't really just, know if this is the right medium for that, but... No, I, I'm, I'm just thinking about life right now on our podcast where people tune in to listen to us. Um, yeah. I decided I would be quiet for this one. Oh, okay. I'm just going to be uh, meditating for this episode, <laughs> but I, I invite okay. the audience yeah. to medi- meditate with me. Yeah. All right, let's Is start, it going right? to be a guided medica- meditation or... No, no talking. It's just an hour of, of silence. All right, so everybody start um, start being quiet right now. Hello. And welcome. My name is Thorpe George. My name is Luke Job. And this is Modular. The podcast where we take you through the modules written by Wizards of the Coast for the fifth edition of Dungeons & Dragons. That's right, Dalai Lama. These are the pre-written stories made by the folks who made up D&D. We didn't write them, but we're here to run them for you. And why would we do that, Dolly Parton? (laughs) Well, dollop of Daisy, maybe you're a DM who is thinking about running a particular campaign, and you want to get a feel for how it plays out. Maybe you're a player who's already been in this particular campaign, and you want to reminisce on the good old days. Maybe you're on hold with your insurance company and you need something to preoccupy your time oh hold on i gotta take this just kidding that was a joke um anyway you need something to preoccupy your time and this is it right 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 right. but you should be warned each four episodes will take on a part of these pre-written adventures that we like to run for you that means there are major spoilers for the key plot points of each story we are running and right now we're running Stormlord's wrath so if you don't want spoilers you should leave now which is also a direct sequel to our first season. So if you're if you're if you're this deep in and you haven't listened to the first season, I mean you might as well just keep listening. That's you know? true. Yeah, fuck yeah. it. Yeah. We're, we're I mean we're we're putting in context all over the place like oh, I guess something happened with this Bradley guy. <laughs> There's another warning we should offer them though. That's right. Dolly's at a hotel that you use to move your luggage around. Modular is not a podcast for children. It contains explicit language as well as adult themes like sex, alcohol, drug use, aggravated indecent exposure, and more. So please be aware of these not-so-kid-friendly themes. 
Now, without further ado, welcome to Modular. And our session eight of Stormlord's Wrath. Ewan and Verna are strolling back into town at night. That's the... I don't know if we're really strolling. I feel like I'm more hobbling. I'm at eight. You're limping? Out of, yeah, I'm at eight out of 53. And, and Verna's, and Verna's kind of got an arm, your arm around her shoulder. And she says... Thanks, uh, Verna. I really need the help. She uh, nods and she says, I'm glad to hear you, th- hear you say that, Bradley, because... I feel like I feel like you know how important I am to this this team. I don't feel like everybody knows how important I am to this team, you know? I don't I don't know what you're talking about, Inverna. We literally just got here. No, but not just in Leylon, right? Like in Fandolin, I mean, I was the sheriff, but people treated you like you were the sheriff. And that kind of grinded my gears a little bit. I didn't like it. I, I mean, like I'd been I'd a... been working with the town longer, and 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 I had solved. And I'm not saying you didn't really. I'm not saying you didn't do anything, but I had been out there, and I was taking action, you know. And they were like, "Oh, well, there's someone, you know, we know we can trust." And then here's someone who the mayor hired, and the mayor's obviously a piece of shit. And so it's like mm-hmm. it's it's like especially with like rural towns like that and Leylon, you can't really expect them to automatically trust you know you get what i'm saying i feel like i feel like they automatically trust you though here and they don't i feel like they don't automatically trust me well you also have to remember that my name's being told passed around as a as a hero as a folk hero they're like oh that's bradley copper he stopped the reavers he killed the dragon i've just got more fame to my name and so the places that i go the more i'm trusted Roll me persuasion with disadvantage. We're going to get your name just as big as mine, I promise. He said with disadvantage? Yep. That is a 15. That is a 16, so 15. She kind of nods. She says, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Um, I... You are walking through this little town of Leylon. You've heard of it. Um, you seen this? You heard about this? You heard about this place, Leylon? Um, as you're walking through the town square, which is where you're walking, um, towards the Lathander Shrine, where Mary Gold set up your tents, um, you hear voices. You hear voices off to your left, which is towards the swamp, um, towards the docks. Uh, go ahead and roll me stealth and perception. Oh, to be t- attacked in the middle of the fucking town? I never said oh, that. Oh, I get advantage on my stealth. Thank fucking God, because that was a natural one. This is a nine, is my stealth. My perception is an 18. Okay. 
you hear two voices speaking uh, that you recognize. You hear the Growler, Griselda, and you hear Valdi, uh, two members of the town council. Griselda, as a reminder, is the builder. Yeah. Valdi the is the lady. fisherwoman. Yep. So this half-elf and this um, dwarf are talking near the docks. You hear, she says, one of them says, uh, Valdi says, Right, well, we just need to trust Lord Neverember, and we need to trust that he would send someone good to help us. There's no reason to have any distrust of him. And Griselda says, I, I just can't do it. Ah, I, I think he's up to something. Something that we can't explain, but it, you know about the ruined stone. And Valdi says, there's, no, there's nothing we need to worry about with that situation. Okay? There's, and, and, and as far as, don't bring that up again. Okay, that, that is just bad juju on this town. And then you hear Griselda say, wait. Somebody's up there, walking past. Be quiet. They both stop. You two keep walking, or do you I stop? I want to walk away and, like, make it very audible that I'm walking away, but then I want to come back and continue okay. to listen. And I'm going to uh, very hushly, very hushedly say. All right, and Vern, yeah, and Vernon's not going to move. She points at her plate mail. And she says, and she's standing still. Make me performance and then another stealth check. Yes. Is a 16. Nice, and nice. And stealth, which I get advantage on, is a 19. Um, your your performance uh, strolling away is, is obviously pretty uh, pretty convincing. Inverna just kind of gives you a thumbs up. She sees you now probably like 60 feet off. Then you stealth your way back. You hear, ah, oh, that was good, Thorne. That was fucking smart. That was fucking smart. That was all I was going to give you. But that was good. That was Hell good. yeah. You hear Griselda say, right, they walked off. Okay. We need to keep eyes on them. Right? Because he, he claims that the house of Thalavar is filled with magic. That's going to keep Lelon safe. I'm worried it's going to put us in danger. And Valdi says, I truly believe Gallio, he's here for our best interests. There's nothing that he wants that's contrary to what we want. Does that make sense? And Griselda says, I'm not sure it's that he wants anything bad to happen to Lelon, but I am worried that he's not thinking about what could happen to us if he meddles with things he doesn't quite understand. Valdi nods and she says, Right, well, I don't think I have any access to anyone that's good at spying. Griselda says the same thing. She kind of agrees and she says, We'll need to talk about it more later. Let's go. Uh, they start walking up the stairs of the dock towards where you and Inverna are. I need you to make me another stealth check. Inverna is going to make one with disadvantage. I got a 22. You, on the balls of your feet, just move back into the shadows. 
and Inverna turns and trips. <laughs> and she she rolled a nat one. Uh, plate mail hits the cobblestones. Um, the two council members get to the top of the stairs and they say, uh, Valdi says, oh, uh, so sorry, uh, Miss Nightbreeze. We didn't know that you were there. Uh, I'm going to come what out are you of the doing? shadows and we say, oh, Inverna, that's where you were. Sorry, lady, she's a terrible sleepwalker. We got, you know, just came back from helping out those guards and she had one too much to drink, didn't even get out of her gear before she went to sleep. Inverna, luckily, is very tired. She looks very tired. Um, I need you to make me a very important deception check if you don't want them to realize what's going on. I have a plus. Please, God. I got a dirty 20. Dirty 20? Mm-hmm. Um, they both look pleased. You can tell. They're both They're both uh, fine with that. Honestly, you can see the sigh of relief okay. on both of their faces. Um, and Griselda says... Um, Right, that is very frightening. She's still asleep. And Inverna just kind of kind of rubs her eyes and says, Oh, gods, where where am I? Oh, my, oh, sorry, I didn't see, I didn't see. Bradley, Bra- Bra- Bradley, you let me. Yeah, you, you I'm, I'm me... here, sorry. I thought it would be funny. I didn't realize there were other people. I apologize. I, I came, you know, I started coming quicker as I saw you heading to the docks. I didn't want you to fall in the water or anything. Bradley, I could have died. Have you seen staircase? One one set of stairs will mess somebody up. I could fall down those and die. Uh, and Valdi helps her to her, her feet and says, "It's it's quite all right, there, Miss Nightbreeze. I I hope you're okay." And Valdi uh, very delicately brushes some of Inverna's hair out of her face, and she says, "I I hope that. I hope that, you sleep easy tonight." And Inverna kind of blushes a bit and says, right, yeah, th- thank you, Councilwoman. And uh, you and Inverna walk back to your tents. No other problems, no other whispers. Uh, and you two can take a long rest. Hell yeah, I'm taking a fucking long rest. Um, you actually uh, sleep way later uh, than maybe you meant to. You wake up um, about noon as you hear people are leaving from a ceremony uh, at the Shrine of Lathander. Uh, and Mary Gold says, Everyone, please, I, I will see you again uh, tomorrow morning to praise uh, on to the high noon. Um, and so you realize it's it's noon, and and you overslept, um, maybe a bit. Oh, oh God. Uh, Inverna. Inverna, wake up. In, we overslept. Inverna's... Inverna's not there. Oh, fuck, I overslept. God damn it. Uh, you stick your head out. Uh, Marigold sees you and says, Oh, Mr. Copper, it is very good to see you. And uh, it's good to praise, see you as well. Praise be unto Lathander. Uh, h- how, are you, how are you liking your tent? It's a lovely tent, honestly. It's, it's a shit tent. Uh, and it is, uh, you sleep terribly. Um... You're on cobblestones. You got like three layers of fabric between you and the ground. Um, it's miserable. Uh, Probably make, the make me best, deception. Best slept, sleep deception. I've had in a while, honestly. Oh, Marigold got high on insight. I got nineteen. He got a twenty. God damn it! And he said, "He says, oh, Mister Copper, no need uh, to lie to me. 
Uh, I understand it's not the best right now. We will get you uh, into an inn as soon as an inn is built. Oh, no, it's totally... I mean, it's fine. I just, you know, I could maybe scrounge around these these ruined homes for like a cot or, or, or like a cot and like some downy feathers or something. It's not, not a big deal. Absolutely. Well, I don't believe uh, there's anything pressing that the council needs you to do today. I, I believe the day is yours. Um, Fantastic. So, you have a bit of an off day. Um, here's yeah, what I'm gonna do. Here, Time here's to what sit I'm gonna, down and play Skyrim for eight hours. <laughs> here's what I'm going to tell you. Um, there is uh, still you can go buy anything that you might need. Um, uh, shopping wise, you just got 250 gold to to you. Um, components for spells are going to start becoming more important because you're higher level. Um, so if you're casting anything, uh, I'm going to say, uh, and and for the listeners, next time I DM, I'm going to use components for the whole time because I've I've been persuaded on their value. Um, oh really? Over over the time, yeah. Um, just. It, when you think about martial characters versus spellcasters, if you're not enforcing components, it can get uh, a bit messy. So, like in you know in Horde, when you were like, if you're going to cast Revivify, it's going to burn up 300 gold. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's pretty OP. So there are some things that um, I want to kind of lean more towards components. Okay. So I'm going to say for you, any spell of fourth level or higher requires those components, but we will be able to get you those components uh, in town. So let's see. Uh, think about what you might need to buy for that. Is I'm it, also going to tell you any spell, or is it just spells that are fourth level? Like, say, I can cast fireball at fourth no, no, no. level. Fourth level spells and above. Okay, so Ralothim's psychic lance doesn't cause. It's only verbal. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Okay, so you don't need any components right now. Hell yeah! Um, that's what the V stands for, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, because S is semantic, like you're moving your hands, um, doing a jutsu kind of thing. Here's another thing I'm going to offer you. You can uh, use downtime. You're going to have lots of downtime over over the course of uh, helping Leilan. There's going to be days where you're you're not doing anything. So I'm going to let you do a, a few different mechanical things that you're just going to need to maybe write down um, because this isn't necessarily player's handbook stuff. One is you can help out around the town and that will speed up the building of whatever's being worked on next. Uh, and it will also improve your reputation with the, uh, with the villagers. There's also the option to try and study a new language. If you want to learn another language, um, I'm going to say after... Uh, 10 days of downtime, you will learn a new language. Okay. Similarly, if you want to become proficient and buy a new set of, of tools, uh, like, you know, all the different tools and skill uh, tools yeah. that are around for D&D, you can study those, uh, and within 10 days you will become proficient. Uh, and lastly, if you want to become proficient in a skill that you are not proficient in, you can spend 10 days trying to study that skill, and after 10 days, uh, you will have gained another skill proficiency. So can I spend some downtime just to, like, grind out some levels? Like... Nope. <laughs> nope, but you can do any of those other things. Um, so 
right now, I don't really use... I, I really haven't had any reason to use tools so far. You know, like, mm -hmm. I have a disguise kit, but I haven't disguised myself once. Right. So, I think the most useful one to me would probably be the learning a new language, because also as part of my class, I get half proficiency on everything, on all skills, right. at, at, at minimum. So I'm not yeah. super worried about those. I, you know, I, I have a, like the lowest plus that I have is a two. Yeah. Which is better okay. than a lot of people have, you know? Yeah. yeah. So probably the most useful, probably the ones that I could use the most would be help around town as well as learning a new language. If I was going to learn a new language, I would want to learn Draconic. That would okay. be that would be my go-to right now, just so I can would... communicate with the lizard folk tribes. If you wanted to talk to Marigold about that as well, him, him being a dragonborn, uh, he would know Draconic and, and maybe could teach you. But I also could help around town right now which they're working on the guard tower, right? Uh, yes. Uh, you see they're making quick work of the guard tower. Okay, so then I might want to do that on... I might, I might want to help later then, I would think, when they're, like, working on houses. Because we said houses next, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, you said houses were going to be the next thing after the guard tower. I like how they gave me that decision instead of the... Uh, what, the council itself? Yeah, instead of the council itself. Is there... Are there, like, just small acts of help that I could do for the town? Uh, I mean, the biggest thing would be working on whatever they're building. I mean, the, the town is literally not built. Yeah. So, yeah, so working on the tower would be what you would do today if you wanted well, where's to. Where's Inverna? Uh, you don't know. You can go look for her. I'm going to go look for Inverna. You walk uh, around the town, and you come back to the town square. There's a market being held. Uh, she's back with that smith that she had talked to before, and she's shooting the breeze. Uh, and when she sees you, she holds up this kind of screw metal bolt. And she says, Bradley, check this out. Uh, and you see that it looks like it would sink itself into, uh, like, stone or wood or whatever. Oh, um, so if there was a rope... If there's a rope tied to it, yeah. Does will the 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 sh shaft be able to hold a person? Uh, she kind of flexes it, and the the smith says, "Ah, oh God, what was the smith's voice? <laughs> so many voices." Smith, probably, yes, absolutely, it would hold a person. Uh, uh you, you it's, uh, it would hold up to five hundred pounds, I might so say. It could hold both of us potentially. She nods. Could be very useful. Is it single use only, or like, would you be able to unscrew it? With my craftsmanship, you take it out, you use right. it again. And Verna nods. She says, that's pretty cool, huh? She says, do you sleep good? No, I slept terribly. Also, why'd you let me sleep in? I totally missed something important. You were you were sucking on your thumb like a little baby. I, I, it was kind of cute. I, I figured I'd let you stay there. You were you were talking in your sleep too about Elsa. Was I? Yeah, just saying uh saying her I don't name. I remember dreaming about her, but evidently I was. Hey, let's um Do you mean you go somewhere private actually? Sorry, Smithy, yeah. I know you're 
talking, but I, I, I need... No, that's fine, I got it. Uh, you, he points, and there's like a little gnome that's like, can you blame fix my glasses? <laughs> <laughs> he says, no, another customer, another day, oh, go, 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 head on out. Um, you and Inverna walk uh, out of the town square, and she says, yeah, what's, what's going on? I want to make sure I'm out of earshot of everybody. Yeah, make me perception check. I got a check. 22. Nobody gives a fuck about you. Okay. What's up with those people not trusting Galio? She nods and she says... That uh, was weird, right? That's uh, definitely a bit weird. Definitely a bit weird. Um, but at the same time, what what's in that tower that benefits the town? I mean, they said the tower was the reason the town got destroyed in the first place. So this is... He's probably, honestly, only here for Lord Neverember. Uh, she nods. Uh, she begins speaking to you in reply, but suddenly you don't hear her voice. Instead, you hear uh, a different voice come out of her mouth. Uh, she doesn't seem to notice any difference, but she says, Come to the island. Sleep upon my shores. And she sees your puzzled face, and she says, she kind of shakes her head, and she's still trying to uh, speak to you, but you just hear again, Come to the island where the idols are. Let me show you the future. Is her mouth matching this, or is she like no, saying... No, not at all. So no, that's how just... you know. Okay. Yeah. I apologize, Inverna. I think there's some sort of uh, ventriloquy act going on right now. Wait, what? What are you talking about? Did you not hear a word I just no, said? Did I you, were you, were you, you zoned out? N- no, I wouldn't say I zoned out. I'd say something else caught my attention. There was another voice coming out of your mouth just now. She looks to the right and left, and she says, Did you drink some tea or something? What, what's going on? <laughs> nope. I. Let's go find someone who's more familiar with the area. Uh, Yeah, I mean, who you got in mind? I think... Uh, Let's go see Valdi. Yeah. She nods. Uh, okay, yeah, let's head down to the docks. Um, as uh, you're walking, she says, do you not want to talk about that other thing anymore? I... I'll fill you in when we get to Valdi. Uh, okay. You'll probably... You You go down yeah, to uh, the docks, and it reeks of fish. Um, you walk into the fishery, uh, you smell just the most pungent fish smell you've ever smelled. It it ca- kind of activates the gag reflex a little. Well, bit. Neverwinter is also also has like a fish port, right? Yes, but not near nowhere near I mean, where I you live. I can imagine I'd have been around there. I can imagine that's where Gabriel yeah. lived. When yeah, we were friends. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this kind of brings back you know smell is tied to memory. You you think back to your childhood playing with Gabriel. Yeah. Um, I hate this as, smell, but it does bring fondness to my heart. Inverna squints at that. What the? You're a weird dude. Um, <laughs> you walk into the building, and you see that they have set up what looks like uh, a table um, that's uh, off in the corner, and it's got five seats at it, and it looks like this is where uh, the town council might usually be. You see two of the possible five council members that could be sitting there you see Valdi who you came 
here for? And then you see Sergeant has Yoram. And he looks up and he says, Oh, yes, Bradley Copper, it is it is uh, very good to see you, sir. Um, yes, how, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderfully. Valdi, can I speak to you she for a minute? She and she says, Oh, gosh, uh... Yes, of, of course. Yeah, l- l- yeah. I would love to speak to the two of you. H- how are you both? And she kind of walks over. You can see some steam coming out of Sergeant Yoram's uh, ears that he you did not have any interest in speaking Sergeant to him. Sergeant Yoram's a piece of shit. I don't give a f- single fuck. <laughs> uh, she walks over and she says, he, how, how are you doing? I'm a little perplexed. I just had some sort of weird, um, maybe it was a stroke. Are there islands? by chance in she, that direction, and I point towards the water. You point straight to an island uh, that you can see uh, very close. Oh, okay, well, uh, never like mind. Straight, straight across from you, there's, I would say, probably 300 feet out into the water. You see an island, oh, it's and only it looks th- well, like there Well, then why did I ask if there are islands? I want to change my question to, what's okay. up with that island? Um... Idol Island? Have you ever you been mean? there? No, 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 no. It's it's said to be haunted. All, uh, many of my fisher folk have told me that they hear whispers and they believe they come from that island. I think I heard one of those whispers, but it came out of Inverna's mouth. What? Inverna says, wait a second, you're telling me you heard what you thought I was saying was something from this island? Yeah, it said, come to my island, sleep on my shores, let me show you your future. Or the future, something like that. Very ominous. Valdi, Valdi kind of blinks and she says, "Well, do you have any rowboats?" That's... I can no, borrow. Un- un- unfortunately, we don't. We we do have the barge that you can you can rent out for a day. Uh, How much would that um... be? Oh, just just a gold, one gold. Oh yeah, no, I can definitely. Can I rent the barge? Absolutely. You're gonna need to go speak to. What's the little halfling girl's name again? Scylla. Scylla. How's Scylla doing, by the way? Oh, she is not a very hard worker at all. <laughs> um, she's 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 in she's incredibly talkative, and she doesn't really like to work very much. I don't think that the Fisher life is for her. But you you will need to go speak to Rorsta uh, Anvilhand. She's a very scruffy, gruff not-so-nice female dwarf. You can see her right there at the end of the dock. And you see this, this like, curmudgeon old dwarven woman uh, with, with some white chin hairs coming off of her chin, just kind of shouting at people. Uh, <laughs> she, she, she and Griselda are actually best friends. I can imagine. Thank you, Voldy. Um, honestly, yes, actually, uh, if Verna, I, you had something to talk with her about. Why don't you do that while I go speak to this dwarven woman? And we'll meet back Inverna, up. Meet back up at the barge. Inverna says, I don't, "What are you talking about?" You know what you had and, to talk about. And I'm gonna, gonna walk, walk. away. Um, you see, Inverna's face flushes red, uh, but the the two do start to speak. You walk over to Rorsta Anvilhand, and she says, "Hey, right, oh, what you want then? Hello, you good looking. You good looking. I'm talking to you. What you want oh. then?" Me good. I was gonna say you good looking. My name oh, is Bradley Copper. Persuasion. <laughs> roll persuasion. persuasion. Roll a twelve. <laughs> she spits and she says, 
Right, don't try to flatter me. All right, what you need then? Sorry, I am uh, Bradley Copper, actual service. Ah, uh, yeah, I heard you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You fought the people yes, and almost I did. died. Um, I was wondering if I could rent out the barge. Sure. What? For how long? Just a probably just a day. Sure. Okay. Sure. One gold. One gold. Uh, sure. Please take it. How 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 has your day been? How are you doing today? Ah, uh, shit. I'm shit. These clouds. No, I don't well. like these clouds. Have you have you eaten yet today? Have you had a hot meal? Yes, God, yes. Shut the fuck up and get on the barge. Well, I actually <laughs> I have got to a go, job to do. I have to go get my part. You got you you go get, get your mummy. Is that what it is? Gotta get your mummy. <laughs> no, no, my mother's uh, safely in Neverwinter. She would never come to a place like this. Mm, I could smell Neverwinter on you. And that's great. It's a lovely, lovely town with lovely scents. I can smell the fish on you. She just rolls her eyes. I got work to do, okay, boy. That's fine. Uh, I'll take care of the barge from here. Just got to go meet my friend really quick. Whatever. Uh, and she she just goes back to just fucking putting hammer to nail. <laughs> <laughs> you walk back over to Inverna. Go ahead and make me a perception check uh, before you get too close and they stop talking. Perception. I roll on that one. Yeah, she just beats the shit out of her. <laughs> That's an 18. You hear uh, Inverna say, Yeah, yeah, life on the road certainly certainly can get lonely. And she points to Bradley and says, Oh, there's my friend. Um, all right, it was lovely speaking to you, Valdi. <laughs> and uh, she, walks, she walks over to you and she says, Don't you ever do that again. I'm going to do that. Probably again later today, truth be told. She says, wait, aren't we spending the day on the island? I don't know if we're spending the whole day. I just got to sleep there. You can take a nap. Good point, good point. Um, the two of you walk back over towards the barge. You hop on. It, it seems like Rorst is the one driving you over. Oh, she's the one driving us over. And... Oh, why couldn't we just take the fucking barge ourselves? Uh, oh, I guess, well, you rented it. You rented it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll say, I'll say the two of you take it. You ship yourselves on over. It's a very quick ride, like, you know, about a minute. Um, you really you, could have swam. It beaches onto the to the sand and you are safe to hop off beaches onto the beach you are safe to hop off onto the idle island paint me a picture you see trees and you see three spires two seem to be level with one another uh, and say about a hundred feet apart. They make a triangle with a third that sits atop a hill, a hill that's just about 20 feet up. They're all kind of phallic, uh, as spires tend to be. You see one big grove of trees, you see a smaller grove of trees, and there's some shrubbery. There's nothing else on this island, and you don't hear any voices. I... 
want to go stand directly in the middle of those three spires. You do that, and thunder rumbles overhead. You look up, and it starts to rain. It's dark. It's the middle of the day, but it's dark. And there you are, standing in the middle of the three. Inverna says, what are you doing? I... Not quite sure. I she want... Says, well, I'm going to I'm going to go try and... Well, I guess I shouldn't be under a tree during a thunderstorm, but it's cold. I'm going to uh, just kind of sit down, and instead of sleep, I'm just going to go into my little elven meditative state. Okay, how long are you going to do that for? I'm going to do it about an hour. Just sitting here in okay. the rain. What does the book say? What does the, what book, does the book say? Bring ding 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 ding. What an you old... meditate for about an hour. And you clear your mind of all that's worrying you. You let yourself sit there. But nothing comes to you. No prophetic dreams or visions. The rain hasn't let up? Nope. An hour later, you see that Inverna is at the hill, at the high spire. She's kind of laid down and just got her feet kicked up, not doing much. She looks like she's just kind of relaxing. I'm going to shout up at her. Inverna, I think this is going to take a while. If you want to go, I don't know. Flirt or something. You're welcome to. She scratches behind her head and says, "That that's that's fine, Bradley. Uh, don't don't worry about it. I, I might take myself a little snooze. And do a little meditative state like you. <laughs> cool. I'm just gonna. I'm going to continue to be in my meditative state until something happens." Okay. Be it lightning you, you strikes see, me, I catch a cold, whatever. You see Inverna lays down, puts a cowgirl hat over her face. You meditate, which is practically sleeping for elves, for eight hours. So let's say at the end of your first hour, it was about one thirty. Now it's about 9.30 at night. You sit and you sit and you sit until finally visions begin to come to you. Clear as day, not dreams, visions that you can see you are lucid in. You see you're on a ship. And another ship is passing by you. It's a galleon made from bones. And it is crewed by the dead. They call out to you. But you can't make out what they're saying. Then you watch lightning strike behind the ship. And as it passes, you see a wave begin to pull itself back 
and towards your ship, and in the middle of the wave is a laughing half-orc woman. Almost like she's just in the wave, letting it take her towards you. And you hear a voice, the same voice that was whispering to you. And it says, Your enemies are not one, but two. And they want this town. And you wake up from your meditation. You uh, have some sweat on your brow. Is it sweat you, or is it rain? It's sweat. You know it's sweat, It's uh, but it's quickly washed away uh, as rain falls. You kind of take a deep breath to yourself. You see your pal Inverna is up on top of the hill. And out of the corner of your eye, you see a shadow. And it moves incredibly fast towards the trees. And it says in a different voice, I never thought I'd find prey on this island. Roll me initiative. Seven. Oof. You roll a seven. And Verna rolls a 17, but I'm going to say she's not yet conscious until you call out to her. Which means she's going to be missing a turn. You look up, you see something is moving incredibly quickly through the trees. In an instant, there's a flash of lightning and another boom of thunder. And when that lightning strikes, it illuminates your view. You see there is someone with uh, a humanoid figure, long black hair, and red glowing eyes is moving. Can you remind me your max HP? 53. Is this a vampire? You look up towards the hill, and Verna uh, kind of sits up at that crack of lightning. Bradley, it's, it's pretty dark. Uh, are we done out here? She calls out to you. Not quite. We have company. Her eyes widen. Uh, she doesn't know what the fuck's going on, so and she I just And I don't think her. they're friendly. She stands up from prone, which uses half of her movement. She uses 15 feet to start moving down the hill. It is your turn. Do I see this... Actually... How far from me is this thing? Looks to be about... If you were in the middle there... We're going to call it 100 feet. 100 Off feet? Off towards your right a little bit. And for those uh, DMs of St- Stormlord's Wrath listening, this is an enemy from Aid from Phandalin, which I mentioned before we're not running. So I just put this one enemy on this island for Bradley to deal with here. What would you like to do? 100 feet from you. There's something moving quickly. I'm going to... I'm going to launch a fireball at it. It needs to make me a dexterity saving throw. Okie dokie. That is a 15. 15 is the save. So this thing is going to take 12 points of fire damage. Okie dokie. And anything flammable within that area is now lit. You light these trees on fire. I'm not worried because it's raining. 
Yep. So this little grove uh, lights on fire. But now there's light. There is light. And you see this thing uh, 100 feet off. Looks scary. So. What is it? Can I identify This vampire it? spawn is going to now take its action, unless you have any bonus actions. Bonus actions. As my bonus action, I think I'm going to say... I, I, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to say. I am going to say, Invona! We've been in hairier fights than this. I know you can take it. And give her bardic inspiration. Hell yeah. Wait, how far from me is she? Uh, from you, 35 feet. Okay, yeah. It's this vampire spawn's turn. It's going to move, then it's going to dash as a bonus action. Putting it within 20 feet of you. It's action it's going to use is a dodge. But you see this thing sprint out of the fire, through the rain, stop 20 feet from you, out just like right at the border of these pillars that they kind of make. This, what looks like otherwise maybe a human once, man, smiles. And he says, You look absolutely delicious. And you see that his neck is kind of singed from your fireball. And then you see those wounds start to heal. It is Inverna's turn. She would be 55 feet away, so she's going to pull out her bow, move up 30 feet, so she's just 5 feet behind you, and say, is that what I think it is? And she's shooting at him. You said he took the dodge action. What does that do? Uh, she has disadvantage on attacking him. She fires two... Yep, 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 yep. She fires two arrows in rapid succession. You watch as he puts his hands together and kind of swings them apart, and both of her arrows that were headed straight for his face, he swats to the side. She says, what the fuck? He's fast, Bradley. It is your turn. In the name of the Rage Cage and Jables the Mighty, I command you, leave us be! And that's my verbal component for my psychic lance. It needs to make me an intelligent saving throw. Ooh, baby. That is a nine. It fails. It's going to take 76, so 32 points of psychic damage. Holy shit. And it is incapacitated until the start of my next turn. Hell yeah. You see this lance blast into his forehead. He kind of shakes falls to one knee, writes himself, and he's just got this blank look on his face. Cool. Can I, as a free action, can I, or, or a bonus action or, or something, can I, how do you stop a vampire spawn from healing? Mmm. I need you to make me, bonus action, make me an arcana check, DC 20. 
You've never fought a vampire I've before. I've never fought a vampire And before. very few undead in your time as well. I rolled a 13. 13? You don't know how to stop them from regenerating, but you do know that they can't enter a residence without an invitation from one of the occupants. That's neat. Would have been cool if we were in, you know, a town. Inverna's going to move up 30 feet. Well, not actually. She's 35. Oh, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. She's going to move up and pull out her sword. She's better with a sword than she is with a bow. She swings once. That's a hit. Swings twice. That's a hit. And she deals to him. Seven plus nine, 16 points of slashing damage as she slashes him across the chest. Looks hurt. It is your turn. How far from me is he? 30 feet. And how far from Inverna is he? Five feet. Five feet? I, you know, I guess out of range of Inverna, but within range of him, want to cast another fireball. Oh, shit. Okay. He needs to make a dexterity saving throw. I don't know if incapacitated does anything about that. Yeah, let's see about that. Can't take actions or reactions. That's it. So we're going to say he still inherently knows to keep himself safe from a giant blast of fire. Okay. That is a 22 on his save. Okay, so he's going to take half damage. And half of 29 would be... What? 14. Okay, yeah. Takes 14 points of damage. Takes 14 points of fire damage. You watch his body kind of rock as he's hit with that. Well, I guess he's not incapacitated anymore at the start of my turn. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he he just dodges. uh, Leaps to the side. Still within melee range of Inverna. Now he's going to attack her. He hits her once, dealing her... He claws her across her face for eight points of damage. Uh, And then you see as his claws kind of, like, just grapple into her forehead, he has grappled her, pulls her in to bite her. That is a hit. So she takes nine points of piercing damage. And another eight points of necrotic damage. As that necrotic damage hurts her, Inverna feels from her heart blood begin to pull up to her neck. It's incredibly cold across her chest, up into her neck. Pulls into his mouth. He drinks her blood, and he regains 8-8 HP. It is Inverna's turn. She's going to try and break from his grapple. Or else she will be... Because a grappled creature comes zero. Oh, that's it. It's just... Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, it's just, it's just her speed. So she, she'll slash at him with her sword once. Uh, she hits once. And deals to him. 
nine points of damage. Oh, wait, sorry. He heals from sinking his teeth into her. He also healed from being a vampire. But she deals nine back to him. Uh, you watch as she kind of flips her sword upside down, stabs him in the stomach, pulls it out. No blood comes out. But it is your turn. Inverna is at 27 out of 52 HP. You said he is how far from me? 30 feet. I'm going to cast Fear, and he needs to make a Wisdom saving throw. Okay. Okay, he's making this with advantage. That would be a 14. That would be a 18. Fuck. Oh, I was hoping that, okay, then nothing happens. I cast a projection right. of his worst fear. What would that be? Uh, the sun. Absolutely. Uh, and he laughs and he says, Your tricks aren't going to work on me. Inverna still he... has my um, bardic inspiration, right? Yes, she does. I should have used okay. that last time. I'll keep that in mind. Cool. He says, uh... So if he's afraid of the sun, my deduction is that radiant damage prevents him from healing. But I don't have anything that can do radiant damage. Oopsie, that's not good. He uh, kind of smiles and he says, He is going to kind of just dig his claws further... Oh, wait, I didn't... No, no, sorry. Inverna needs to break her grapple. Going back to her turn really quickly. Well, that's not great. All right, yeah, she's still grappled. So he is going to just dig his claws into her face. That's a natural 18, which is her AC. She takes nine points of damage as blood is just dripping from her face. She says, Bradley, please help me. Help me. Um, then... I'm going to cutting words. He... All right. He, I'm going to say, you will not harm her. And you need to take off seven from that roll. Oh, shit. He misses. You, you see those fangs about to sink into her again. And then he just kind of stops. And he looks at you. And he says, strange magic. I like it. She's going to slash at him once more. Oh, yeah, she's using Bardic Inspiration. You watch as she plunges sword backwards again, but this time she kind of nods at you, and she lands it into his ribs, dealing him 14 points of damage, max God damage. damn. And then she kind of drives it down into his stomach, hits him. And deals six more as she kind of swipes down as she pulls it out. He looks incredibly hurt, uh, but he keeps fucking healing. It is your turn again. If you want to use a bonus action, you can make me an arcana check. I do want to make an arcana check. Please be high. It's a 17. Not a 20. Damn. Um, You also know that vampires uh, have spider climb. They can climb difficult surfaces, uh, including upside down. On ceilings without Love needing that. to make an ability I'm check. I'm going to move up the full 30 feet, and I'm going to attack him with my mace. 
Okay. That's going to be a 17 to hit. That hits. That is 11 points of bludgeoning damage, full damage. Nice. You crack him across the face, and you see, you just, like, cave his nose in, and he kind of yanks his head back, and then he lowers his chin and looks back at you and smiles. He still has Inverna's blood on his lips. Is Do I, do we need to worry about Inverna becoming a vampire? Um, I don't know how vampirism works in D&D. So what would have to happen is he would have to kill her by drinking her blood, uh, and then he would have to bury her body. And then she okay. would become a vampire. But right now, you should know, uh, the more he hits with his bite, the more her max HP is being reduced until a long rest is finished. So right now, her max HP is its usually 52. It's currently 44. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's my, uh, that's my, that's my turn. You didn't want to take an action? I did. I hit him with the mace. Oh, yeah, sorry. I, I don't know why I thought you got two attacks. You're not a fighter. You're a bard. All right. He is going to push Inverna to the side and swipe at you with some claws. I'm going to say, you will not hit me, you foul creature of the night. All right, how much do you take off? I take off eight. 21 is reduced to 13. Oh, shit, that doesn't hit me. You do a, a quick dodge. He misses with his claws. He then does just a sick 360 spin and jumps at you, trying to bite you in the throat. Does a 15 hit you? A 15 does hit me. You take... Four points of piercing damage. Okay. Six points of necrotic damage. Your max HP is reduced by six until you finish a long rest. He heals for six HP. He kind of leaps onto you where his feet land on your hips and his hands are on your shoulders. He's just like straddling you as you stand. And Inverna runs up behind him and stabs him up his asshole. She tries to on her first swing and she succeeds on her second. Stabbing him heal? in the ass. Oh, he needs to heal for more. That's right. Uh, yeah, so he healed for 16 that time. Um, she deals eight points of damage to him. It is... Oh, she's then going to use her bonus action to second wind and heal herself for 14 HP. And you see she kind of just flexes and says, we can kill this thing. I know we can. It's your turn. I am going to cast Thunderwave. Okay. As a second level spell, I need... Needs to make what kind of save? I need everyone within... She's within 15, 15 feet, feet of, you, yeah. of me to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, vampire rolls in that one. Okay. He's going to take Inver 16 points of damage, of thunder damage, and be pushed away 10 feet from me. Inverna also takes the full brunt of that. So she's knocked down to 16 HP and just kind of flops to the ground. You blast, uh, I'm going to say just a vocal note, and he goes flying off of you and you kill him. 
I want to help Inverna up and say, I'm so sorry, Inverna. I didn't know what else to do. She, uh, she nods and she says, looks like you took care of him. Um, holy shnikes, we gotta learn how to fight vampires now, I guess. Who the fuck is Mirkul? She says, Mirkul's the god of death. Oh. I thought he was a person. She says, let's, uh... Let's, let's check Do you have body. any weird dreams? It's still raining. Uh, yeah, she says, uh, yes, it is still raining. She says, yeah, I, I didn't even think about it because we just woke up in a fight, but I had a dream of me walking away from you like I was leaving you behind. And you look sad, and I felt disappointed. Interesting. Let's head back. She walks over to this guy, and she pats him down. Uh, unfortunately, he's only got, like, threadbare pants on and some boots. He doesn't even have a shirt. Looks like you burned it right off of his body. However, make me a nature check. And Verna did not succeed. I rolled a natural one. Damn. You look at him and there's something unnoticed. Can I cut his head off? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to do that and just like kick it into the water. No. Okay. Nether- resurrecting. <laughs> As you, that head rolls into the water, you hear one more boom of thunder and it seems to you that there are servants of the storm and servants of death coming for you Modular is Thorin George's Bradley Copper and Luke Job is our DM. The story heard today as well as 99% of the characters were created by Wizards of the Coast and can be found in the module Stormlord's Wrath. Holly Lyons is our fantastic editor. Bethany Gray does our gorgeous cover art. Devin Clark is our talented webmaster. Our music today was written and performed by Max Hedman. You can find Max's music anywhere you listen to music and you can find his website link in the description of this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at ModThePod, join our private Facebook group at the Modular Podcast's fan club, Follow us on Instagram at The Modular Podcast. Follow us on TikTok at The Modular Podcast. And subscribe to us on YouTube at The Modular Podcast. Here's a quick shout out to at Shadow Punk Comic, at Creatures Real, at A4Pod, at Adam Bucheri, and at Skewbork, who all follow us on Twitter. If you want me to shout your name out or your handle out the way I shouted their handles out, maybe you should follow us on Twitter too. Recently, I've gotten into retweeting a lot of the Rings of Power stuff on our Twitter, so if you're interested in that new Amazon series, you should check it out. We appreciate all of the support we're getting. We're glad that people are liking Season 3. We're hope, we hope you're ready for Season 4, because that shit is going to be crazy. I mean, this is small-scale stuff with Bradley, so if you want the big-scale stuff, just wait until Tiamat comes out and starts shaking her ass. It's going to be nuts. New episodes come out every Tuesday, and until then... Thank you for listening to Modular.